Get ready to hear the truth about America on a show that's not immune to the facts with your host, Dan Bongino. You know, folks, once in a while you read a piece online that really, really moves you. It, it not moves you, I mean, moves you to action. I don't mean an emotional piece about some sad situation. I mean, you read a piece and you're like, gosh, this guy really gets it. Um, that's happened to me before. For those of you who've been regular listeners to my podcast, right before the election, I read a piece by Michael Anton. I believe it was in the American mind. And it was a piece about how the radical left was preparing to influence the election. And oddly, a lot of what Michael Anton had warned us about in the 2020 election actually happened. Well, Michael Anton's back with another piece. And it kind of ties into a call I got yesterday on the radio show. I, I Please, I can't encourage you in strong enough terms to listen to today's show through the end because I'm going to walk you through it. I'm going to cover the piece towards the end, not because I want to tease it or to keep you interested, but because the piece and what it says about how we win this, the big fight for the future of the country, the piece only makes sense if you set up the argument first. Today's show brought to you by ExpressVPN. My savvy listeners protect their online activity with a VPN. Get one. Go to expressvpn.com slash Bongino. Welcome to the Dan Bongino Show. Let's get right to it. I promise you we'll walk right through it and tell you why Michael Antine's piece right now, which you must read, will be in my newsletter, is so necessary. Today's show brought to you by Omaha Steaks. Summer's almost here, which also means Father's Day is around the corner. Go to omahasteaks.com and type Bongino in the search bar and order dad to get out and grill assortment. Here's what it includes. 20 entrees is guaranteed to love, like ultra-juicy burgers, plump chicken breasts, sides, desserts, and our four and, and four 10-ounce butcher's cut New York strips. These strips are aged 30 days. Why is that important? Age equals tenderness. Listen, let me just get to the point on this, okay? I love Omaha steaks, and I eat the heck out of Omaha steaks because it's darn good. We get offers from a lot of sponsors for food and steaks. Omaha is amazing. It's, we're an Omaha house here. I eat their steaks. I love their burgers. My daughter loves their uh, their, uh, their desserts, caramel apple tartlets. She loves them. Uh, the potatoes are gratin's fantastic. The food's amazing. And if you order some, maybe I'll come over and eat it with you. <laughs> They're ultra lean. They're New York strips. You get four free New York strip burgers with your orders. They're ultra lean. They pack a bold, intense flavor. Omaha Steaks isn't just steak. It's the best steak of your life, guaranteed. Go to omahasteaks.com, enter keyword Bongino, and order the Get Out and Grill assortment today. Send dad more than just a gift. Send him a food experience he'll love and can share with you. Go over dad's and eat some of the food too. And don't forget, for a limited time, get four free New York Strip burgers with your order. That's omahasteaks.com, enter keyword Bongino today. Don't miss out. All right, Joe, let's go. All right. (laughs) All right. So uh, on the radio show today, just a quick announcement, which of course is 12 noon Eastern time to 3 p.m., Ask your local radio stations. Check your local radio stations for listening. Go to our website, Bongino.com, for a station finder. We will have Rand Paul in the second hour of the show, so you're not going to want to miss that. A couple questions on Dr. Fauci and others. That should be interesting. So let's get right to the show here. Yesterday, a caller on my radio show called in and was talking about, hey, this is really serious. I'm, I'm, I'm worried. Like all of us are, listeners to the podcast, listeners to the radio show, I feel like our civil liberties and the Constitutional Republic is evaporating, is disappearing before our eyes. I'm genuinely concerned. The caller probably echoed a concern of hundreds of millions of people across this country. It's not an exaggeration. Who are genuinely worried in some form about the fabric of our society being pulled apart. And 
it ended with a what can we do segment. And I get this a lot. And I said to the caller, if I may for a second, a point of personal privilege. When I'm out in public, you know, once in a while people recognize you. Um, that happens. You know, you happen to have a, I have a face for radio, but sometimes it appears on TV too. So people recognize me. Probably memorable face for all the wrong reasons. But people will come up. And they say to me all the time, if I had one question more than anything, the first one's usually about Geraldo. Oh, every time. Is that with Geraldo real? But question two, after they get past Geraldo, I'm not kidding. They always say, damn, we're we're losing the country. What, What do I do? What do I do? And I said to the caller yesterday on the radio program, and I'll say to you this morning because it matters, I'm going to be candid in a moment of uh, self-deprecating but hard reality. For the last 10 years, I haven't had a very good answer to that question. The answer I gave was pretty standard. I think what any other conservative would tell people. I, I mean, I meant it. I wasn't lying to people. But that doesn't mean the answer was good. I'd say to people, hoorah, baby, got to go vote. Got to vote, donate to candidates that matter, candidates that are good, volunteer, be an activist, go join your local Republican club. I mean, it was, I I believe the answer. I just, again, being candid with you because I owe you that. That's not a good answer because a lot of you who email me every day with terrific feedback on my show say something that's perfectly appropriate and correct they say yeah dan great we did all that and look where we are now <laughs> the verdict is in <laughs> you're right we did all that we voted some of them said voted we donated to you i ran for office we acted we we volunteered for your campaign and others and and look and look where we are now Kids being taught to hate the country, tax rates getting ready to go through the roof, government control of health care growing by the day, public schools disintegrating before our eyes, teachers unions now arguing to stay home uh, forever, uh, mask up your kids so they can't get oxygen in their face. We seem to be, we seem to be losing. So I thought to myself, there's got to be a better answer than this. And I found that answer one day. I was uh, reading one of my wife's favorite books, Jordan Peterson's 12 Rules for Life. And there's a section in there, and I'm not sure, he's not really a political guy. He's more of a, I don't don't want to categorize him. He's just a very good thinker, more of a philosopher more than anything. It's probably a more precise, appropriate term. But he has a line in the book, which my wife loves, and the line in the book is about making your own bed first. And the gist of it is, you know, it's great to go out and want to change the world, but maybe you should focus on making your bed in the morning first. In other words, fix what you can fix around and in your immediate locus of control first before you worry about changing everything else. And I thought, that's it. That's it. He's right. And I never answered that question when someone comes up to me and says, well, what can I do to fix this? I never answered that question the same way again after that. Folks, I'm not in any way trying to diminish the importance of voting, activism, donating, joining Republican clubs. That stuff's important. And anyone who tells you it's not important is lying. However, I don't think that's the most important thing because if it was, we would have already changed things. We did all those things and we're still losing. The most important thing, ladies and gentlemen, is to make your own bed first. 
You know, the great Andrew Breitbart, God rest his soul, had a saying that's apropos and perfectly uh, applicable to today's times, and it was that politics is all downstream of the culture. He's right. If we don't change the culture, forget the politics. It's irrelevant. It doesn't mean anything. You will never win the political fights, whether for Donald Trump, the MAGA movement, conservatism, libertarianism, whatever it is, if you don't get the culture on your side first. Politics is downstream of culture. That is a tautological statement. That should seem evident to people, but it's not. How do I know that? Because the caller to the program, and I'm sorry for this extended intro, but it matters. The caller to the program spurred me on to remember a story just recently. I go to eat in this breakfast location every Sunday. Guy likes it too. In this breakfast spot after church on Sunday with my family. It's a nice kind of downtime for me. Everybody knows me there, so it's great. You know, we enjoy it. Nice local kind of place. And I said to a woman, she asked me the question, of course, what can I do? And I said, well, you have to talk to your grandkids and your kids first. What are they learning in school? What are they doing? Do you talk to them about taxes, health care, government, the importance of limited government? Do you talk to them about firearms, the Second Amendment, the freedom of speech, freedom of assembly? Do you talk about that stuff? And I'm not kidding. She looked at me and said, no, nah, I don't want to really start any fights with them or anything like that. Um, so I, I, don't, I, I try not to do that with the family. And I thought to myself, you're asking me what can you do, how to change the world. And, and no offense, I know, because I've gotten this answer from a, probably 100 different people. Uh, oh, I don't want to start any fights. And I'm like, really? You want to ask me how to change the world, but you're not even willing to take the fight to your own household. I get it. I'm not suggesting the woman was being rude or obnoxious. I'm just saying, you're asking me a question, but you don't like the answer. Folks, we have to make our own beds first. We have to focus on changing things locally first. Changing the culture locally first. And then we can graduate to the county level and then the state level, and then the federal level. That's not to say we should ignore any of those levels at any given time. It's a 30-front war. We have to fight them all at the same time. But ladies and gentlemen, the easiest fights are the ones in front of your face before you take on the army down the road. We have to make our own beds in our own house first. And it starts with our kids, our spouses, our grandparents, our mother-in-laws, our father-in-laws. Those fights are willing. Those are fights we should be willing to have because they matter. If we can't teach our kids and grandkids the value of freedom and liberty without being embarrassed, if we can't do that, then all's for naught. Forget it. It's over. You expect to convince a government leader about the value of liberty, freedom, personal dignity, and love of country when we can't even take that fight to our own kids? Keep in mind, this is not a lecture to you. The emails I get from my audience are that, yeah, we're taking this fight in our own household all the time. But there are some people out there who I'm only basing this based on my communications with people outside in the real world who've asked me this question. I haven't had anyone yet answer back to me, yeah, yeah, I'm doing that right now. Here's what I'm doing. for No one. No one says that. They all say, oh, I don't know. I don't know. My kids, I don't want to alienate them. 
So the question, ladies and gentlemen, is how do we make our own beds locally and then graduate to the county and then the state and then federal level, change the culture first locally, which would therefore change the politics downstream federally, uh, federally later on? How do we do that? Well, I want to give you some examples of people who are doing it now because I don't want this show to be macabre. I want this show to be uplifting. Even though the beginning may have been a little bit of a downer. And whenever people ask me for advice on things, we're going to talk now about, again, how do we do it? I don't want to complain about it. The answer is, how do we fix it? Any idiot can complain. We're losing. We're lo- what do you do? So whenever people ask me for advice about what to do, I give them that answer. But tactically, I also answer the how. And the best advice I ever saw was in a book. Joe, get ready. Joe's heard this book a thousand times. Used to drive him crazy. Now I think he's just resolved himself to pure madness because he's heard it so often. There's a book uh, out there by Nassim Taleb called The Black Swan. I mentioned a lot of books on the show. Um, It's a terrific book. Uh, The the gist of the book, it's a very complicated book, um, but it's good. It's not complicated to read. It addresses a lot of things. It's a wonderful book. It was a bestseller for eons. And Taleb goes over in the book, one of the things, an analysis of all these people who were successful, and they basically ask in the book a couple times, like, is there one thing all these successful people had in common? Is it they were good-looking? Were they smart? Were they athletic? What was it? Like, what, what was it? They were the hard workers? Like, what? And the reality is there isn't one thing. There isn't. You have people who've accumulated a lot of wealth and success, who were poor, who were rich, who were not that good looking, who were really good looking, people who were super smart, people who were of average intelligence. Why is it? What is it that got them there? And he came to this conclusion on this. Turn the radio up. They collected opportunities. They collected opportunities. They made their own luck. If there was an extra class to take in college, they took it. They collected an opportunity. If there was a Republican club meeting late at night, they were tired to go and they went, they went and they collected opportunities. There was a school board election that nobody else wanted to vote in. It was inconvenient to stop on the way home. They voted. They collected opportunities. If there was some symposium on a college campus after hours and eh, no one else wanted to go, but it may have been valuable, they collected opportunities. They were invited to a cocktail party. They thought, ah, cocktail parties eh, for the snobby crowd. But they won anyway. And maybe they met someone special there. They collected opportunities. So when people follow up and say, what can I do? And I tell them, make your own bed. I always tell them how. And the how is to go out and collect every single opportunity you can. Because out of the thousand cocktail parties, Republican club meetings, interactions you could have had but didn't, but chose to have at some point, hopefully, out of those 1,000, 999 may be a total waste. But one of them is going to change your life. And if you didn't collect the opportunity, it was never there in the first place. And you'll be relegated to the purgatory of lost opportunity. But there's a second part to collect opportunities. I took it from the book, but it's not Talib and his and his the guy who writes this. We're make, trying to make a different point, but it meant, meant something different to me. He says, if you're going to collect opportunities, don't chase trains. 
The train leaves at 8 o'clock and you say you're going to be somewhere, then be there at 7.55. Because if the train leaves at 8 and you're chasing it, that's your fault. You screwed up. That's on you. It's a big boy world. We're conservatives. We believe in personal responsibility. The train leaves at 8. It's your job to be there at 7.55. If you're chasing the train, that's your fault. If you commit to an opportunity, I'm going to go to that CPAC. I'm going to go to that Republican club meeting. I'm going to vote in that school board election. Then you damn well better go. And if you're chasing the train because you were late, that's on you. Collect opportunities. Make your own bed. Don't chase trains. Life-changing advice. It was life-changing for me. I ran for office. I lost, folks. I lost three times. I tried my best. Almost one, almost doesn't count. Horseshoes and hand grenades. I'm proud of that. Those losses taught me a lot. Could have given up. Fail, I get that a lot. Failed congressional candidate. Greatest moment of my life. I'm not kidding. <laughs> it's not me trying to put lipstick on a pig there. Greatest moment of my life was losing those races for office and being forced to find something different that led me here to you right now. This incredible opportunity. So I want to give you some examples in the beginning of the show about how people are collecting opportunities, making their own beds and not chasing trains. They're on the train, on time. How they're doing it locally first. And I want to talk about collecting opportunities at the state level. Let me go to video number one. This is CBS about parents locally deciding, I am not down at all with my kids learning that they are oppressors and are awful because of the color of their skin. I'm not really digging this critical racism theory thing one bit, daddy-o. So parents around the country are like, there's my bed. I'm going to make it. I'm going to collect an opportunity and show up at a school board meeting, and I'm damn well going to tell them how I feel. CBS picked up this story about parents taking back their schools. Here's a little portion of a cut uh, they put out the other day. Check this out. At school board meetings around the country, tensions are high as parents demand mask policies be removed at schools. Stop trying to incite division among us. I got more on that guy later. Sorry, that about the masks, too. Not just critical race theory. Like, yeah, I think my kids need oxygen. We're going to try to fight back against this mask thing, too. They've had enough. They saw a bed that need to be made right next to them in their own bedroom in their own local communities. They saw an opportunity. They collected it, and they're not chasing trains. Here's a parent. That was, again, that was on masks. Here's a parent from Washington, state of Washington. This guy, you got to listen to every second of this who absolutely tortures the school board over them trying to, again, indoctrinate his kids that they are, in fact, racist because of the color of their skin, which sounds like a racist idea in and of itself. Check this gem out. The CSD is going to openly discriminate, or better yet, oppress those who may be more qualified but don't fit the CSD's equity and liberal agendas. This is exactly one of the tenets of critical race theory, that maintains it is morally permissible to racially discriminate against another race as long as, as long as it racially engineers other less equitable people. Remember when I said last week that you're awakening a sleeping giant? Well, you have more than awakened a sleeping giant. You've ignited a firestorm, a great parent awakening. To all parents, is this woke liberal push on our children a legacy that you will tolerate? 
and leave for your children and your children's children? Will you allow this indoctrination to continue and be part of their education? You as the school board answer to the people who put you there. You answer to us, the citizens of Kansas. You don't answer to that position. You got it wrong. You're darn right. Amen, brother. They answer to us. We don't answer to them. These local school boards using non-science to throw a face diaper on your kids, demanding they be taught how to be racist. That's what critical racism theory is, teaching them how to be racist. His parents have had enough. There was a bed to be made locally, and they're making it. It's happening now all over the country. I've got more that Palm Beach County parent you kind of saw a preview of in that CBS clip. Oh, <laughs> Joe Gee, you've seen this one already, right? Ooh. Oh, yeah. oh, boy. Oh, yeah. This guy's good. Let me get to my second sponsor. There you have it. Here's a guy who collected an opportunity like I've never. He's definitely not chasing trains. Today's show brought to you by my friends at Bravo Company Manufacturing. Started in a garage by a Marine veteran more than two decades ago, Bravo Company Manufacturing, or BCM, they build a professional-grade rifle built to combat standards. Folks, listen. BCM is not a sporting arms company, okay? You want a sporting rifle? There are a number of terrific companies out there that make sporting rifles. That's not BCM. Well, what do they make? They make life-saving equipment built to combat standards because they believe every single American should be entitled to the same level of protection, whether you're a private citizen, law enforcement officer, in our military, the same level of protection, which is high-quality rifles. That's what they make. Life-saving equipment. BCM assumes when a rifle leaves their shop, God forbid it'll be used in a life-or-death situation. They have to think that by a responsible citizen, law enforcement officer, or a soldier. So quality is all that matters. They hand-assemble and test their products here in Heartland, Wisconsin to a life-saving standard. These rifles, ladies and gentlemen, are top of the line. BCM feels it's their moral responsibility to provide products that will not fail, God forbid, someone comes to do you harm. They make reliable, life-saving tools. Every time I go to a firearms dealer, my local guy, and I bring up BCM rifles, they love them. I get that from everyone. To learn more about this great company, Bravo Company Manufacturing, head over to their website, Bravo Company M F G, like MaryFrankGeorge.com. Discover more about their terrific products, special offers, and upcoming news. That's Bravo Company MFG.com. And if you need more convincing, you can check out more about their company at their YouTube channel, youtube.com slash Bravo Company USA. Thanks, Bravo Company. Terrific, terrific, right? All right. Back to the segment. Again, how do we collect opportunities locally? Change locally, change the culture locally. It'll all flow downstream into the politics locally, countywide, statewide, and federally. That's how it happens. Here's his parent from Palm Beach County, just south of me, who's had about enough of the face diapers on his kids. And he just unleashes on this school board here. If this doesn't get you going, I don't know what will. Check this guy out. One additional comment. The school board recently adopted an equity statement. Why? Your only job is education, not indoctrination. Attention, attention board members. Our nation is a republic. We 
are the people. We have a voice. Our votes are our weapons, and we will use them in 2022 and beyond. We in the military, our blood, our sweat is the equity. It is courage, character, not color, not gender, that makes this nation great. Working Americans are united. We are not divided. Stop trying to incite division among us. We are Americans first, and we will be free always. <laughs> Who is this guy? I love him. Sorry, that Palm Beach County thing. I know I'm all over the place on this because of the ma- parents are parents are acting. So I'm losing track of what the, it's masks and the critical ratio. So Palm Beach County, which is just south of me, I'm in Martin County. Palm Beach County is largely run by Democrats, but it has a huge Republican footprint, too. The Palm Beach County School Board basically threw this like racist statement in their thing about this equity thing and dismantling white advantage. This parent was having none of that, too. Thank you. Thank you. Collect opportunities, folks. They're everywhere. But don't chase those trains. You know where your school board meetings are. You got to go. You got to show up. You have an opportunity to run for office? I did. I took it. You lose? That's fine. If you knock on five, six hundred doors and you change a hundred minds in that process, was it really a loss? Maybe the next candidate that runs after you, or maybe you run again and you win the next time, or maybe that next candidate does and remembers that you were there before and said something about critical racism theory, and maybe you changed a few minds. Did you really lose? Or maybe changing the culture locally is leading to a downstream movement in politics going to change the country forever. Folks, it's happening everywhere. I know it's easy to get up depressed every day. Sometimes I do. I'm not going to lie to you. I call it the black cloud. Or think, gosh, we're losing everything. Seemingly all at the same time. Are we really? Or are we finally hitting that bottom where people are realizing that it's time to start grabbing opportunities now or there are going to be no opportunities left? The newsletter today is terrific. Please read it, Pongito.com slash newsletter. You'll find articles like this in there. Christian News Journal. Here are three school board battles that are capturing the pushback against critical race theory in our schools. Again, otherwise known as critical racism theory. Covers the races in Springfield, Missouri, Cobb County, Georgia, and Fairfax, Virginia, where parents are fighting back again. Everybody's figuring it out. You want to change the federal government. The best way to do it is change the culture locally. Collect opportunities. Make your bed. Just don't chase trains. How else can you collect opportunities locally? Sensing a theme here? You can do what this county did or counties around the country have been doing. Washington Examiner, Sarah Westwood, another story in my newsletter today. You can support the rule of law and you can support your police officers who are that thin line between chaos and civility. Working for not a whole lot of dough to keep your communities safe in the real sense, not some virtue signaling signaling nonsense. No cops equals high crime because crime and criminals realize that there's no cops around. Well, what's happening now? Check out this piece of the Washington Examiner. Smaller communities are reaping the rewards of urban police exodus spurred by budget cuts and the lack of respect. Here's a screenshot from the piece. Beleaguered big city police officers around the country are being welcomed to rural forces who are thrilled to have seasoned, experienced police officers 
and they don't share the contempt some urban leaders seem to have for the men and women in blue. How is that not collecting an opportunity, folks? I mean, in the actual real sense of the word, an opportunity. Liberal big city politicians, George Gascon, Bill de Blasio, in L.A. and New York, respectively, really probably can't stand the cops. They, they, sometimes they're not even quiet about it. So the cops are like, well, if you can't stand us, then we can't stand you either. So we're going to leave and we're going to go to small towns and counties and cities like Martin County here, where people love the sheriff's office down here. The guy gets reelected in Martin County, Sheriff Snyder, with like 142% of the vote, if that's even possible. Because down here, we actually like the cops and criminals know never to pull off I-95 in Martin County because you're going to get arrested for doing bad stuff and you're going to go to jail. And therefore, we have one of the best sheriff's office, I kid you not, in the country. I don't say that because I live here. I say it because it's true. And having been a Secret Service agent and worked with police agencies around the country, there are some that are led by idiots. Thankfully, they have great cops in their ranks, but they're led by idiots, some of them. Police managers who become politicians. And then some of them are led by people who actually want to be cops and do cop stuff like enforcing the law like our sheriff here. That's why the crime rate here is very low, comparatively speaking. Collected an opportunity. Local citizens support politicians and police leaders that support their cops. And what happens? Great cops who are tired of being crapped on by liberal lunatics are leaving liberal cities run by liberal lunatics and going to places where people actually respect them. So, folks, this is the how-to-act portion of the show today because we can talk and complain all we want. But I want you to know and keep your chin up, keep your head held high today, chest out a bit. Yes, we have taken some, taken some incredible losses that have really stung and taken chunks out of us. I get that. But people are waking up. They are making their beds. They are collecting opportunities. They are figuring out politics is downstream of the culture in their house and in their counties. They are fixing their counties and their school boards. And I promise you that is going to have massive benefits down the road for the future of this great constitutional republic in the future. Folks, people aren't just collecting opportunities at the local level. They're collecting them at the state level, too. You're seeing it right now. I'm going to fire through a series of stories right now, proving to you what I'm telling you is correct, that people, we are seeing a great American awakening right now. A great awakening. You know what? Before I get to it, because I want to fire through these stories, I'm sorry, let me get to my third sponsor. I always appreciate your patience. You have great sponsors that uh, keep the show free for you and want to talk to you, so I appreciate that. Um, today's show brought to you by our friends at Omax. Listen, living with chronic pain really stinks. You know, I have really severe arthritis, my shoulders, my joints. It's, it stops me from doing a lot of things, sometimes from exercising, sometimes from even sleeping when I roll over the wrong way. Perhaps you've had pain like me. It's been ongoing for a few weeks, and it hasn't improved. I've got something for you. Check this out. If you're looking to get rid of nagging muscle and joint pain immediately while providing long-lasting relief, check out what I use, the Natural Breakthrough Pain, Re pain Relief Solution Cryofreeze cryo CBD Roll-On. I got it right here. Take it off. Looks like a looks like a just very simple roll. That's all it is. You got that roller ball up front, and you got what is essentially like ice like roller. You put this on, you get that nice icy feeling at the top. It ices out my pain right away. This non prescription triple action pain relief roll on, especially formulated to block pain receptors, reduce inflammation, and improve muscle and joint flexibility. It works for me instantly. 
The best, Paula uses it on her neck too. The best part is this 100% natural CBD powered remedy works its magic within 10 minutes of application. For me, it's actually a little bit less than that. I love that icy cold feeling. It's really, you get it right away. This stuff works. Omax Health is offering my listeners 20% off a full bottle of cryo-free CBD pain relief roll-on. The discount also applies towards any product site-wide. Just go to omaxhealth.com today and enter code Bongino. That's Omax, O-M-A-X, health.com, enter code Bongino and get 20% off cryo-freeze and site-wide. Freeze that pain out. Pro athletes such as PGA pro golfer Kyle Stanley use cryo-free CBD to recover both on and off the course. No messy creams or horrible fragrances. Just go to omaxhealth.com and enter code Bongino. Get 20% off cryo-freeze and site-wide. This product's the real deal. I use it. Paula uses it. I use it on my elbows and my shoulders. Go to omaxhealth.com, enter code Bongino. Get 20% off and site-wide. Thanks, Omax. Okay. So opportunities aren't just being collected locally by enraged parents, disappointed in face diapers and racism training in their schools, by police officers evacuating liberal hellholes run by liberal buffoons and actually going to police districts and cities and counties where people respect them. It's also happening at the state level, too. Notice how we're doing the show. Collect opportunities local first. And then we move on to the state. We can do them both at the same time. But locals right in front of you right now. States down the road. Federalism's down the road even further. Let's get to the stop sign at the corner first before we look at the stop sign three blocks down. I'm bringing this up, these state-level opportunities being collected, too, to show you that what I said to you in the beginning of the show about making your own bed is important. But I said to you, too, although my advice for years was vote, vote, vote. Be an activist, be an activist, be an activist, join a club, donate, volunteer for candidates that you believe in. I said to you, I've subordinated that to the make your bed message. I haven't abandoned that because, ladies and gentlemen, voting still matters a lot. Anyone who tells you otherwise is lying. I'm very sorry, but no matter what happened in the 2020 election, voting mattered. It did matter. Yes, in some states, I still believe to this day, the system was deeply screwed up and we better get some autopsies on what happened in Pennsylvania and Arizona. But Donald Trump won Florida by 3.4 points. In Florida, that's one of the biggest landslides in a presidential election we've seen in eons. Clearly, voting mattered there. I'm not suggesting it's the answer to everything, ladies and gentlemen. I'm simply suggesting to you that voting does still matter. And even if you believe that in your state, your vote was thrown out or whatever, the solution can't be, well, let's just not vote at all. That's not a solution. That's giving up. Think about it. The left swore to us forever that Trump only became president because Vladimir Putin interfered in the election. That didn't stop them from voting in the midterms and taking back a boatload of House seats and end the presidency in 2020. Giving up is not an option. And I'm sorry if that bothers you. It's not. I get these emails, not a lot, but enough. I'm done voting. You be done. I'm not done. I'm never done. There's no done. There's no, what's your done? I'm just going to forfeit and let them beat the crap out of me. The beatings will continue until morale improves. I'm not done. And you can't be done either. Because here are some of the victories we've had at the state level because people voted in people like Ron DeSantis and Greg Abbott in Texas. Wall Street Journal. Blue states are shrinking, folks. And they have defund the police to blame. 
The limp progressive response to rising crime and disorder has benefited both Texas and Florida. Jason Riley op-ed piece in the Wall Street Journal. Look at this. Screenshot from the piece. The Census Bureau announced last month that California has gone the way of New York and Illinois in terms of lackluster population growth. And they'll lose a congressional, uh, a congressional seat in the census for the first time ever. Meanwhile, states like Texas and Florida have experienced strong population gains and will increase the size of their delegations in Washington. Folks, is voting solve all of our problems? No, please listen to what I said at the beginning of the show. For those of you who think I'm being Pollyannish, I just told you at the beginning of the show, I've stopped telling people that as my first response because it clearly didn't change the course of the country like we needed it to. However, disregarding it and saying it's an ineffective tool, forget it altogether, is garbage. People voted in Texas and Florida, got Republican leadership, and now people in mass are leaving liberal states and moving to Texas and Florida. And they're not all liberals. I live in Martin County, Florida. Most of the New Yorkers that come down here are firemen and cops, and they are big-time conservatives. People are voting with their feet, ladies and gentlemen. The defunding of the police, the creating of a deadly public safety situation, the destruction of economies in liberal states. It's leading to a renaissance in conservative states who are benefiting from people and money that are flooding in. Yeah, some of them are liberals. And in some areas, they are bluing some areas. There is a downside to it as well. But there's a big upside. The big upside is Florida is now going to have and additional, and Texas, additional electoral college votes. It's going to make it easier for a Republican president to be elected in that race to 270 electoral college votes every four years. Florida is now one, and Texas, one and two more votes more powerful. Here's number two, folks, people collecting opportunities at the state level. Again, showing you voting still matters. Even if you think the effect of it's been weakened, as I said in the beginning. I think we have to focus locally first, but this is important, and you can't forfeit it ever. Here's another piece in the Wall Street Journal. An illustration of two economic recoveries. Democrat states that lock down harder and longer continue to experience significantly higher unemployment. You're darn right. Conservative states where you voted, you voted in people that said, we're not going to do that lockdown. And what happened? Your job, your livelihood, and your business was preserved. That's real, folks. We can touch that. We can feel that. Our businesses, our livelihoods in Florida were saved by an excellent governor. A lot of red state governors did the same thing. Blue state governors shut their states down, bankrupted their citizens, and bankrupted you. That's real. Opportunities are being collected in red states where red state governors who act like conservatives are preserving people's livelihoods. Check this out. Nine of the 10 states with the lowest unemployment rates, this is from the journal, are led by Republicans. The only exception is Wisconsin, whose Supreme Court last May invalidated the Democrat governor's lockdown. The unemployment rate in Wisconsin is 3.9%, the same as Indiana, compared to 7.1% in Illinois, where Governor J.B. Pritzker, liberal lunatic, I threw that in there, has been slow to reopen. You know what, Gee, we're going to go to one more and then we got to go to that American mind piece because I don't want to, I want to get to that. We teased it in the beginning of the show. So let's go to the next story too. 
I have a bunch more of these will be in the newsletter today. I'll cover them on my radio show too. A bunch more of these. What are we talking about again? Collecting opportunities, wins at the local and state level. State economies winning. States growing that are conservatives. Here's another one. The elected in Governor Abbott. Hasn't done everything great, but done a lot of good things. Governor Abbott in Texas to sign a bill barring Texas cities from defunding the police. Voting mattered there, folks. We are racking up a series of wins in red states and at the local level. Make your beds. Vote. It matters. I have a bunch of other stories in the newsletter today. State treasurers pulling access from uh, uh, pulling assets from financial institutions that decarbonize and destroy the coal industry. Red states rejecting unemployment. Again, I'll get this on the radio show later. Texas passing constitutional carry. And showing you states that don't do this, the liberal dystopia that's resulted. Maybe I'll get to some of that tomorrow. San Francisco can't even keep stores open anymore because people are shoplifting every single day because they reduced the penalties. That was a genius move. So I'm going to have to skip ahead because it's critical we get to this piece. Now it'll make sense. Why did I get to this piece in the American Mind by Michael Anton titled Red Lines? The Constitution invites us and politics compels us to consider redrawing state and local borders. Because, folks, now that I've shown you the dystopia liberals have created in liberal states and what conservatives and liberty-loving Americans are doing to collect opportunities locally and at the state level to take back their country, and it's working. Red states are growing. Liberal states are dying. It's happening right now. Public safety is getting better in red states, getting worse in blue states. It's happening right now. The answer is what else can we do to escape the liberal dystopia and really change things and collect opportunities federally too? Well, I believe one of the answers is provided by this American mind piece. I was inspired by this American mind piece because I read a story in the Oregonian that Oregon counties, a couple of Oregon counties, are apparently entertaining the idea of exiting Oregon and joining Idaho. And you may say to yourself, is that a crazy idea? Not so much. Michael Anton, the American mind. Here's screenshot number one where he talks about the idea of maybe federally we should start entertaining the idea of conservative counties in hellhole blue states leaving those blue states and joining red states where the citizens feel like their rights are actually protected. Now, I know the liberals listening because I know you and I know your lunatics will be like, oh, my gosh, you're a istophobic. Phobophobic, istophobic, phobophobe, because that's all you have because you're generally not that bright. Um, but I don't care what you think. I never did. I think this is an idea that should be seriously entertained. You feel like your rights, big R God-given rights, are being trampled on? Then maybe it's a darn good idea to go to places where your rights are protected. Now, Anton dresses, uh, Michael Anton in this wonderful piece. This will be in the newsletter today. So please, Bongino.com slash newsletter. Subscribe to the newsletter today and read this article. It's right up there at the top. You may say, Dan, is there precedent for this, air quotes, crazy idea that conservative counties in crazy liberal states like Maryland and New York should look to join other states? Liberal states like Oregon, maybe counties should leave and go to Idaho? 
Yes, there is. Michael Anton addressed it. Michael Anton addressed it. Here it is. There are precedents. Quote, the counties that became Maine split from Massachusetts in 1820. And more famously, those that became West Virginia left Virginia during the Civil War. Fittingly, when I wrote the chapter, West Virginia had generously offered to welcome Western Virginia counties unhappy with rule from the newly aggressive Blue Richmond. Today, a year later, West Virginia's governor says the offer still stands. So, folks, there is clearly precedent on this. It's happened before. Next, I'm going to get to why is it only democracy when the liberals win? And why would people in liberal states living there want to get out of these liberal states? Liberal, you know, you know, Democrats are like, oh, it's democracy. You guys lost. You should just accept the No, no, it's only democracy when liberals win. I'll get to that in a second. Let me get to my last sponsor, our friends at MyPillow. You love MyPillow. You've seen their pillows before. They're the most comfortable pillows out there. You know it. You sleep on them like a baby. You've heard me talk about it. But Mike has done it again. Here, I got it. He's introduced these babies. Buy slippers. These are mine. They're super comfortable. I wear them all around the house. Sometimes outside the house. You may have seen me out there getting my garbage in these bad boys. The slippers took Mike over two years to develop. They're designed to wear indoors, outdoors, all day long. You may never take them off. Isabel loves her too. It, my daughter, Isabel. It's really hard to get these off the kids. You want to wear them everywhere. The My Slippers are made with My Pillow foam. Feel that. An impact gel helps prevent fatigue. They're made with quality leather suede. Look at that. These are very comfortable. You're going to absolutely love them. Your whole family will want to pay. Look at the inside, too. Come on. How comfortable are those? How comfortable are those bad boys? For a limited time, Mike's offering 40% off his new My Slippers. Yep, 40% off. I have towels, pillows, and slippers for My Pillow. I love all their products. Comfort is the key. Support these companies, they support you. Go to mypillow.com, click on the radio listener square, and use promo code DAN. You'll also get deep discounts on all MyPillow products, including the MyPillow mattress topper and MyPillow towel sets. Visit MyPillow.com or call 800-951-7163, excuse me, 800-951-7163 and use promo code DAN. Go today, MyPillow.com now or call 800-951-7163. Thanks, MyPillow. Little siren out there. You guys hear that? Big action down here in uh, Martin County. Huh. So some of you may say, wow, this is a compelling piece. Liberal counties, uh, excuse me, liberal states, conservative counties and liberal states should look to split off. Is there precedent? Well, we answered that question. Yes, there is precedent for that happening. And second, why would they be looking to do that? Well, because, as I said before, it's only democracy when liberals win, folks. Anton says, we should not, however, give the powers that be too much credit for principled consistency. In other words, the liberals that when they win elections in uh, liberal states say to the conservative counties, hey, guys, this is democracy. Elections have consequences. Really? Is that a principle? Are they just making it up? Of course they're making it up. He says, if and when popular majorities produce outcomes the liberal rulers there don't like, their devotion to democracy magically instantly evaporates. Judges, administrative state agencies, private companies, whichever is the most able in the moment to overturn the will of those unruly voters will intervene to restore ruling class diktats. So, yeah, yeah, liberals love to cite it when, when they win. This is democracy. When they don't win, they want to uh, uh, throw out the Supreme Court and add justices. They want to spy on the incoming president, establish the Mueller probe. So liberals lecturing us about democracy, take it from the hand, folks. Not interested. I sleep with earplugs in at night. I have them in now as you're talking because all it sounds like to me is, I'm a Charlie Brown's teacher because you're frauds. When we win, you spy on us. When you win, you go, it's democracy. 
It's not democracy if it only applies to one side. Now, people are waking up. They're collecting opportunities locally and at the state level. And a lot of people are starting to say, wow, is this possible? Well, of course, now that the gaslighters, the media and the big state tyrants are starting to figure out that people are waking up at the county level and saying, maybe we don't need to be involved with Oregon. Maybe we can jump over to Idaho where they actually respect big R, God-given rights. What's the natural response from tyrants, big state lovers, acolytes of the big state? What it always is, ladies and gentlemen, you're a racist, of course. Anton addresses this point. He said Reds, increasingly talking about you conservatives, are catching on. They know the game is rigged and they can't win. And the veneer of their participation and consent is a sham. That's why the gaslighting is being dialed up to lumen levels of blue stars. Every objection to blue despoilation is now openly ascribed to white supremacy. Don't want to be late for work because regime-favored thug protesters are illegally blocking an intersection? White supremacy. Object to being beaten up on the streets? White supremacy. Want to see laws enforcing equality and impartiality? White supremacy. So as this idea possibly picks up steam where we could change the country and bring, bring back liberty and freedom of people aligning more with states that respect their big R God-given rights, expect the calls of white supremacy and istophobic, phobophobic, phobiaism um, to double as the gaslighters double down. Now, a lot of you listening may say, and as you should, well, Dan, what does the Constitution say about this? Counties leaving to go to other states. Well, the answer is the Constitution is actually silent on counties leaving states to join existing states. But it is not silent about the creation of new states, which would be interesting because would the courts consider counties leaving Oregon to go to Idaho technically the creation of a new state? I don't know. But let's read what the Constitution says, and Anton, again, addresses it in this magic piece, which is very, very good. Constitution states that no new state shall be formed or erected within the jurisdiction of any other state, nor any state be formed by the junction of two or more states or parts of states without the consent of the legislatures of the states concerned as well as the Congress. So the question becomes, if this were to happen without the permission of both state legislatures and the United States Congress, what would happen in the courts if it technically wasn't the creation of a new state, but counties joining an existing state? The answer is, I don't know. And you don't either, because it hasn't happened this way in modern times. at least. But there is precedent. Why do they not want this to happen? Well, because they want to lord over us. There's nothing the left worships more than power. They chant to it. They scream for it. They worship it. They genuflect in front of it. And they can't have power over you, at least at the state level, because they collect opportunities too, and they collect opportunities at your expense. They can't have power over you if you leave. But it makes you wonder, because liberals are losing their minds over this idea right now, expect to be called a white supremacist and a racist for even mentioning it. And you're like, really? I'm just trying to advocate for the big R, God-given rights of everyone, which you don't respect in liberal states. Seems kind of an odd argument for white supremacy, right? Anton asks a question. Well, why don't they want us out? He says, quote, besides, as blue voters never tire of reminding us, aren't we reds, poor, weak, and dumb? Who wants such dross as fellow citizens? 
Imagine, say, Virginia's glorious future without all those retrograde hicks getting in the way of Northern Virginia's progressive utopian vision. It's a good point, right? We're the smellies, the deplorables, the white supremacists, racists, xenophobic, phobophobic, homophobic, transophobic, istophobic, phobophobes. Why would you want us around? Why not just let us go to states where we can join our other smellies, our other deplorables? Why not? The answer is because you worship the God of power. You can only have power if you can lord over us. That's why. Folks, this is an extremely compelling piece by Michael Anton, which I'm sure is going to cause a ruckus. But it's a good ruckus. And it's the kind of ruckus we should seek out. Because we need to act locally, collect opportunities, locally, at the state, and at the federal level. And when those opportunities present themselves, we have to run with it and we have to power past the gaslighting. There is nothing illegitimate about asking if my rights can't be my God-given rights, not state-given rights, respected here, why can't we leave and go elsewhere? There's nothing wrong with asking that. All right, folks, uh, final story of the day. <laughs> Republicans pounce! <laughs> Thank you, Gee. That's a Gee special. You know I love these stories. Kind of shifting a little. I want to leave you on a, on a good note today, showing you how journalists are getting very worried. I'm serious. They're getting very worried about being called out and humiliated for Republicans' pounce stories. We even have a segment in a liner. Gee was kind enough to drop for us. What are Republicans' pounce stories? They're when Democrats screw up and do something that's an abomination. Journalists, fake journalists. They never want to write the story about Democrats screw up. So they write the story about the Republican reaction to the Democrats screw up to keep the focus on Republicans. The stories are Republicans pounce, Republicans seize, Republicans whatever. You've seen it before. Sorry to repeat it, but it's important. We do have some new listeners. Republicans pounce stories. When you see them, you can never unsee them. It's to the point now where my awesome audience emails me. Our, our, web, our email address is on the website, Bongito.com. Every time they see them, and you guys and ladies put information on the show. Because I can't troll for Republicans pounce all over the internet. I can't. I don't have time. I can't go on Republicans pounce patrol all day, but you do. When you see it, you'll never unsee it. Now, journalists are figuring out that if they put the words Republicans pounce or Republicans seize, that will catch it and make fun of them. So they're thinking of clever ways to write Republicans pounce stories. Now we have Republicans gifting and Republicans dwelling. Here's the first one from the New York Times Republicans pounce. This is horrible. Here was the first. They had to change this headline because it was such a bad Republicans pounce that even the New York Times had to change it. New York Times opinion. Attacks on Jews over Israel are a gift to the right. Republicans gifting. Republicans gifting. Really? Because I, I don't know, I'm a sane person. I think attacks on Jews over Israel are a really atrocious, horrible thing. Gee, attacking someone for their religion, that sounds kind of anti-Semitic and horrible. And I'm pretty sure I'm correct. But of course, because these attacks on Jews are being led by largely radical leftists who support Palestinian terrorists, they don't want to write about Palestinian terrorists. So what do they do? They write about Republicans seizing, Republicans pouncing, in this case, Republicans gifting. It's right there. They had to change the headline, of course. 
to the crisis of anti-Semitic violence. Oh, now all of a sudden it's a crisis. Before it was about Republicans gifting, pouncing, seizing. Now it's a crisis all of a sudden. Here's another gem, Washington Post. <laughs> now we're not just pouncing, seizing, and gifting. Republicans are dwelling. We're dwelling. Michael Gerson, Washington Post, May 24th. Opinion. The right is dwelling on slanderous myths about the origin of COVID-19. So again, the left and all these leftist media hacks told us forever the COVID-19 originated in a Wuhan lab story. That's a conspiracy theory, and you losers should be kicked off social media and uh, sent into the basement, never let out forever. Don't dare say that again. It's debunked. Well, now we find out not only is it not debunked, it's probably true. So again, instead of writing a story about how the media screwed up the story, the, repeat, uh, the, the uh, story has to be about the right, Republicans dwelling. Pouncing, dwelling, seizing, gifting. Once you see these stories, you can never, ever unsee them. A sincere, heartfelt thanks to everyone in the audience who keeps sending us Republicans pounce stories. I think they're almost hilarious at this point, how these people like Gerson and others are finding new ways to write stories about pouncing, seizing, dwelling, and gifting. <laughs> they must, you know, Guy, right? They have the thesaurus. Pouncing, synonyms, pouncing, synonyms, dwelling, synonyms, gifting, synonyms, seizing. That's all they're doing all day. This is every day. Thank you for sending these stories. Folks, thanks again for tuning in. Please check out my radio show today. I'm getting the question a lot. I answered a ton of messages. Uh, I don't get to answer Facebook messages a lot, but I went through them yesterday and we got a ton of emails. Uh, I deeply, deeply appreciate your support of the show. People are sending me emails. They're sending to station managers all over the country. If you want to hear the show, we're on on over, I think, 120 stations. We're on in a lot of the bigger markets, Chicago, Washington, D.C., San Francisco, Los Angeles, Detroit. Dallas, um, we're on in a ton of the bigger, more Houston. But if in your market you're not hearing the show, you have to call your radio station and ask them. It's the only way. I'm, I don't, I'm not asking anyone to be rude or anything, of course. I mean, but you guys are great. and It's your stations locally. If you want to hear it, I deeply appreciate you doing that. It means the world to me. Thank you. I was answering some people last night who did that. So thank you very much. You can also listen up on Gino.com. The show goes live 12 noon Eastern time if you want to check that out. There's a station finder there as well. And don't forget... Set your DVR for my Fox News show, Bongino. I don't know how they called it that, my last name. Starting Saturday, June 5th. Set your DVR now. Saturday, June 5th, 10 p.m. Eastern Time, the first show. You're going to love it. Got some special stuff coming up. See you tomorrow. Thanks a lot. You just heard Dan Bongino. Hi there. Sorry for the interruption, but... Are you enjoying this show on Google Podcasts? You should know that the Google Podcasts app is going away this spring. That's right, going away, gone, as in no longer available. You can still enjoy this show elsewhere, though. Try out Spotify or Amazon Music, or maybe TuneIn is more your style. Whatever app you switch to, be sure to follow so you never miss the next episode. And thanks for listening wherever you listen. <laughs>